Do you have a golf trip with the boys planned this summer? Or are you just looking for an excuse to have one? Do you want to get that trip sponsored? Well, Mizzen and Maine has you covered. Mizzen and Maine, the makers of the greatest dress shirt of all time, makes more than just work clothes. If they could make a dress shirt comfortable, imagine what they could do with golf polos, pants, shorts, pullovers, and t-shirts. Right now, they're looking for golfers who want free polos. If you and your golf group are planning a trip this summer, you could apply for free polos and swag for the entire group. You may have seen a few pro golfers wearing Mizzen on your TV on Sundays. Everything they make is good enough for the PGA pros and comfortable enough for the highest of handicappers. The Mizzen and Maine Bro-Am is a sweepstakes running from February 26th till March 10th. It's a chance to get your group of golf buddies covered in Mizzen and Maine along with a bunch of free swag. All you have to do is apply at mizzenandmaine.com slash bro-am-sweepstakes. All the info is on their social channels as well. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, etc. After you've applied for the Bro-Am, because why not? It's free. Visit www.mizzenandmaine to start shopping. Make sure you then use the promo code LOOP to get 25% off a purchase of $130 or more at mizzenandmaine.com. Again, use the promo code LOOP to get 25% off a purchase of $130 or more at mizzenandmaine.com. He wasn't going to win the Masters. Taylor Gooch was not going to win the Masters. Let me say it again for the people. Taylor Gooch was not going to win the Masters. Welcome back to The Loop, presented by Mizzen and Maine. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Steve Hennessy and Christopher Powers. We've got a lot to talk about today, including the match, number nine. CP was uh, our boots on the ground down at the park. Um, we got to talk about Jake Knapp, obviously. We're going to talk about Anthony Kim coming back, Taylor Gooch's comments. A lot going on in golf. Uh, but first, we will start with the match, not just because it's our, our company thing, but, well, maybe kind of because of that. But no, it, it was it was pretty awesome. Um, CP, I mean, you were out there uh, amidst all of it. Uh, you've been to a few of these things. Was there any sort of difference in feel or anything like that? Or was it kind of same old, same old? I thought this was the most fun one from uh, just being there okay. perspective. And also, it seemed like the reception on social media while you have the usual suspects making the same fucking tweet for the millionth time um <laughs> for every match the Debbie um, Downs out there. it did seem like the reception was the best it's gotten yet and i do think that's because of the lpga involvement yep. and i think i think that this is the model now kind of going they're still going to do the qbs i'm sure and you know hopefully they cross over into the nhl we saw biz was there last night i think he gets some NHL guys to do this and then you get biz to commentate on it that could be uh mm -hmm. even better but uh I think that to really make everybody happy at least all the golf fans I think the move is is the crossover with the LPGA players um and then I think the other key is the venue and I thought the venue last night was awesome Steve you know about it obviously yep. Derek Duncan knows about it you, you can speak to it more than than me although obviously I was there last night and it's Everything people have written about it and, and said about it is uh, kind of as advertised. It looks like, uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking like this could be a bachelor party destination with my 31 year old brain. But I mean, it's it's fun for everybody. The whole family can can go there. It's like a playground for adults, kids, like all ages can kind of enjoy it. They got the lit par three course. They've got 
the range is fully lit and Sick. it looked like it looked like they have top tracer in every bay i think you would have to hook up like an app to it or something to actually see uh but still that's an insane range feature just to have yeah. and then and then the course itself looked i mean it's typical gill hands like fairways are nice and wide and the and the bunkering looks kind of rustic and and um you know we actually it was funny we were we were standing on the first hole me and our social guy luke hooten and this guy just came up starts asking about our job and and was like well i didn't even hear of this course i've lived in boca for 20 years yada yada mm-hmm. he's like uh I said no. This was redone by Gil Hands. It was formerly a private club, right, Steve? And yep. It kind of got run down. And then uh, I was like, "Yeah, it was just he, it got a facelift." And the guy was like, "It looks like in immaculate condition, but the bunkers still look public." And I wanted to be like, "That's kind <laughs> of like exactly the vibe Gil Hands is going for with the bunkers." So um, he was wrong on that front. But yeah, all all around, I think everybody enjoyed it, even the DJ Khaled haters. Which, I, I don't know, I wasn't watching the broadcast. You guys could speak to that. I think he's hilarious following him on social media and his whole deal. But I, I could imagine how possibly on the broadcast it, it was too much. So you guys can kind of speak to that. But for being on site, being there, it was a really fun time. Big crowd last night. Probably the they biggest crowd like I've, yeah. I've seen at a match. Do you get the audio like when you're in the crowd? Because no. like, the nice thing about watching it is like you can hear what everyone's yep. saying. I know it's tough. A lot of people had it, you know, technology. Now people Mm. are listening to it as it's happening. I could have done that. My phone was dying. Thankfully, Luke had one of those portable chargers for me so I could keep, uh, keep getting the numbies. But, uh, but yeah, I think the move is probably AirPods listen to the broadcast. Uh, Cause yeah, I mean, I don't know. It sounded like some funny things were being said. I didn't hear any of them. Yeah. It was like, for the most part, there were definitely a few, like down times and deader moments, which, you know, if you're going to have a live broadcast like this for four hours at, you know, or three hours, whatever, I think you're going to have a little of that. Um, which is nice to bring in personalities like DJ Khaled. Um, you know, I don't know could you guys explain DJ Khaled to me? Cause someone's <laughs> going to have to explain him to me. That I was mean, literally a tweet from some dude in golf Twitter. Multiple people, multiple people. Yeah. I was going to say, I you don't have to I, call anyone, any single anyone out. The last text I got from one chat, my uh, college chat, was, did DJ Khaled have to be a part of this broadcast? I woke up to it this morning, and I'm like, you know, I I guess I get it. I don't even really know much about him other than all the golf love, but I I just, I find him funny, too, and I find him, I I get it. I get Sometimes he maybe goes a bit too far in kind of like making the scene about himself. I get how people say that. <laughs> but like the thing that he taped with Barkley beforehand, I thought was hysterical. Yeah. I thought like him, and then like when they interviewed, they were talking and he was like rubbing it in Barkley's face. Like, well, I don't know why, I thought it was funny. I, yeah. At one point during the match, I see someone's teeing off and he's there's not even that many people on the tee box. And I see him just like leaning his head over. <laughs> I'm like, he's still out there following yeah. these guys. And he was there the whole like it's genuine love for the sport. Yeah, right. Right? That's what I appreciate about it. And um, so I, I have no problem with it, really. But People, if it if it, if it brings one set of eyes that would oh. never watch golf before to right. a golf broadcast, it's the biggest no-brainer of all time. Right. And people who don't un- and, and I wrote this last night, but like we're good, you're still gonna have your masters in April. Like everyone, <laughs> I think there's like this 
Like, this is not golf. DJ Khaled, it's like, it's going to be all good in April. You're going to get Augusta. It's like, this is just a fun little thing in prime time on Monday night. Everybody just, just there's room for all of it. There's, there's room for all of it. Room. Like, there's so much like different forms of golf content these days with, you know, the good, good guys and their tournament. Like, that was awesome. That was cool to see. And like, everyone else who's on YouTube producing golf content, like, you don't have to pick just one. You could be a fan of one or two and, you know, decide that you're not a fan of one or the other, but like to say that there's not a place in golf for this stuff is, you know, such a pompous thing to say. And you're right, CP and DJ Khaled is bringing in probably thousands of people to a golf broadcast. Like that is so good for the game. And at a time, like, can we question why golf has exploded so much in the last 10 years it's because of people like dj khaled and you know other celebrities and like different entry points into our game which places is like the park places yes like the park. yeah like you know you can't say that all these things that you know are alternative forms of golf content are bad for the game but also want to grow the game at the same time like that it's just it's unbelievable to me how you know how thick skin or thick and, everyone yeah, and is. i can't tell you how many you know, obviously you get all the hate. Every tweet I did about DJ Cal last night was, who is this guy? But there was, for every one of those, there was five guys like joking with me, like, we the best, let's go. Right, like right. People people think it's funny. Just like Have right. fun, have yeah, fun. Just have a little, everyone to just take, it's a Monday night, like chill yeah. out. This yeah, is exactly. a bonus. This is this bonus is bon- golf. Exactly. This yep. is bonus golf. And like Steve, you said something just before. It's like, people don't understand to get someone into actually playing real golf or watching real golf, it is such a tough barrier to break where, you know, watching this or watching, you know, even the, who knows, TGL, if it ever gets off the ground or obviously the YouTube stuff, it's so much easier for someone to like get into it that way than going out and playing 18 holes or even nine holes or watching a tournament. And you're like, what's going on here? So, yeah, I, I, I agree. This, this 10, 15 is- years ago, DJ Khaled, if you were like, you want to go play golf, he would probably look at you cross-eyed. Now he's right. like, yeah, he'd he's be in like, love no, with I'm the game. Cool, but yeah. now and, and golf is people, cool. And, and other people are like, wow, DJ Khaled's playing golf? It must be yeah. must be kind of fun. And he's drinking Gatorade and shouting Gatorade at the camera. It sounds like <laughs> fun sport. Like, yeah, it's all good. And like, we all know that like all, the numbers have gone way up the last couple of years since the pandemic and everything else. I'm surprised the numbers aren't even higher. Last night I'm watching it and Michelle's like, why does every celebrity play golf? Well, and I'm like, because it's awesome. Golf is fucking awesome. Like, what do you want me to say? And she's like, yep. yeah, but why? I'm like, because it's the best. I, like, Once you get into it, it's the yep. best. But you have to get the people into it. You have to get them to at least try it. Like you said, CP, 10, 15 years ago, a lot of these people would be like, what the hell is golf? And now they've tried it. They like can't get enough of it. It's, it's crazy. So- yep. That you know, I, this is our culture. We love to pick, hate. you know, yeah. you know, we love to ridicule all different stuff. And that's fine. There's other points of the broadcast you can rip apart. And sure, DJ Khaled could have mentioned something other than beating Charles Barkley in the in the par three competition, and that would have added a little more to the broadcast. But come on. I mean, people I, I have to get off their soapbox. I thought it was funny. I thought um as expected, uh, you know, obviously Max Homa is just tremendous out there. Um, the ladies did a good job. I mean, Rose is such a, you got, you can't not root for her. I mean, they're talking about her going to 
class the next day at 9 a.m. I mean, that's insane. And she's taking all the classes and this and that. Uh, seems like such a great uh, young uh, woman. Um, obviously, Lexi's been around forever. We've all followed her career. You know, she had some Lexi moments with the putting and some snipes off the tee. But, man, she cranks it. It's very impressive when she does crank it. Um, she made the long eagle putt. And Rory's Rory's great. You know, he's not the the... I don't know. He's not like the broiest guy, yeah. entertainment-wise guy. He's never going to be like that. But he he gives great answers and he has a good time doing it. Um, but Homa, I thought was, I mean, CP like Homa seems like the perfect guy for this. I mean, he I know he didn't play well, but even in that, he was kind of making fun of himself. I I thought he was he was great, obviously, and the interactions with Barkley and so on, um, really so, good. Uh, yeah, again, I couldn't hear any of those. Oh, yeah, unfortunately. We are little. I mean, it's like everyone has a cart except me and and Luke, like the two Golf Digest social people. So you're kind of lagging behind, but then you do catch up because they're at commercial or waiting or whatever. But you know they're still ushering you around. Like you get closer to the rope and and uh, and whatever. So yeah, it's it's just hard to like, you know, I'm there to try and get social clips, just like Luke was, and the fun moments. You know, DJ Khaled on the range or right, whatever. Right. Rory signing autographs. Um, yeah, but I, I I would love to watch one of these at home for sure at, at some point. But I'm obviously the, the correspondent, like you guys said. Barkley is so good. It's, oh, it's amazing. amazing. Yep. And, it, and, it's, and it's great, too, especially with, like, a, even a crowd that likes golf, that, that knows golf. He asks, like, Trevor Immelman so many questions or Christina. Yep. He'll say, like, what are you doing when there's when you have a tight lie like this? What are you doing when you're playing an opponent who hits it much farther than you? Like, you know, and it's like, Okay, maybe if you've watched a million golf telecasts like we have, you've probably heard all that before. But to most people, I think it's still, I don't know, he like keeps the conversation going constantly. And just the lines, I mean, oh my God. I mean, just right. incredible lines. And and the chemistry with him and Ernie obviously is, yep. is yep. Un, un, unbeatable. So I I really enjoyed it. Um, I, it did go a little late for me, as I oh said. Oh my God, you're telling me. I, I all of a sudden I was like it was nine thirty. They still had three holes to go. I was like I'm actually amazed it wrapped up by around ten thirty. Yeah. Um, even with that extra shot, but um, yeah, I wish they kind of started at six thirty. I know they did the pregame show, which was good. I thought the pregame show was good too. But um, yeah, maybe if you're gonna have it prime time, have it end by ten for us old people and for the kids. You know, for the, the kids, kids. it's know. all about the kids. Um, but other than that, I really can't nitpick much. And again. Yes, it's WBD, it's Turner, it's Golf Digest involved, it's our company. But I, I'm telling you, I, I really did enjoy it. It's probably the about what was the the one other one that was so good, obviously, was when the Tiger and the well, Tiger Phil Shadow. Yeah, I, I think it's well, like, no, not the first I, one. I like when I they do the other athletes, it's it's fun for a little, but the, yeah. the recipe is really good venue, professionals hitting you need real shots. golfers. Yeah, real yeah, golfers. Yeah, real under golfers. The, I think under the lights is is obviously the move. It's yes. such a cool visual and aesthetic. Um, obviously, I'm sure it's very expensive and and quite the production. But um, Rory said in the in the media availability before, like these are little experimental things. Try try new things. Try the one club stuff. Try LPGA pros. Keep right. keep doing them under the lights and go to. You, I think you got to keep going to like really good venues. I know that's easier said than done, of course. Yeah. Um, but I think that draws in, you know, the really hardcore golf fan that wants to see this place, the park, 
and then you know dj Khaled brings the casual golf in and it's kind of a, the perfect the perfect storm and obviously our boy biz I, again one of the most biz, yeah. i mean ever i told had. you i told you, you guys know it. you yep. said it you did you did stand up and then I go, I see him yesterday. I go, hey, Biz. And he goes, hey, buddy, that was awesome last week. Like, Oh, nice. Amazing. And I and I knew, I just, just from consuming so much of his content the last few years, I could tell, like, he's your typical, unbelievably nice Canadian dude that has not, had so much time for everybody and remembers your name. And to, But to remember us all, or remember me off Zoom, right. a little 20-minute interview, I mean, right. he, he's the, and then we were yucking it up all night. He's he's the best. Yuck fest. I was, I was actually going to put in a um, in the slack the odds of you uh, grabbing DJ Khaled's digits, but I guess that didn't happen. I was, I was trying. I wanted. He had. He had you six always, people around him at all times. Yeah you, yeah, you always sidle up to the the celebs and, and get some digits or, or some contacts, which is impressive. But uh, okay, so it didn't happen. Um, yeah. I, I, again, I don't know what else we could say about it. It was it was really good. The park looked cool, um, and DJ Khaled did not ruin it for me at all yeah. in fact he made the pregame show because that was they showed that tape segment with him and barkley and then when they go to barkley and for his pick he goes well i'm picking rosang but i just lost to somebody who laid up on a part three so my credibility shot <laughs> that was incredible because dj both holes he beat him on it was like 140 yard part three he like went up the that right was like our, he had our a strategy hole. i think that was like our sponsored hole that is a sick hole i can't believe they put barkley and dj Khaled out there like yeah. even oma had trouble on that hole uh I was gonna big, say, big bunker wrapping around the green and oma hit the green the back of the green and it, and it just rolled off oh just um dude the greens were i was sick and it, but the rough sick. caught it i thought that the woke people would be really pissed about that that the ball didn't roll well, into I, was the bunker and I was surprised i thought barkley would say something there too because yeah it didn't catch yeah. bark ball but it did i was surprised I don't know if that's what gail had in mind yeah maybe not <laughs> um but no that did look like a that did look like a tough hole but the greens looked really slick i yeah. mean i knew you were killing lexi uh for some of those putts like that first eagle putt she blew it about 15 feet by but <laughs> but like homa blew one by and missed the comebacker um you know it was they were slick out there so and I, it's got to be cp i mean you could speak to this even with the lights and lit up it's still got to be darker i mean it's still got to be a little tough to see in some last, than it appears. last night yeah. last <laughs> night i was actually stunned at how well lit it was and how you could see the ball the whole way at pelican i remember being like this seems like way too dark to be playing. okay like the lights are not well, Max Helma last like night, had, the lights okay. were amazing. Max Helma looked like he had no idea where his ball was going, like <laughs> anytime. So maybe it was like, a, I don't know if you hit it. Towards maybe it was just my vantage points too, but I, I thought they they were, it was pretty yeah. well lit. Well, no, I guess maybe you're, when you're hitting the shot, you see it yeah. fine, and you just don't maybe see exactly where, but like Homo would be like, one time he was like four. Like, yeah, yeah, I was well, there yeah, for that. That was, that the was, shot that was pretty blind. dark. Yeah. yeah. And he was in the bunker. And yeah. he was in the, yeah, they couldn't find his ball first. Yeah. Anyway, so that was very good. I hope Max is back for sure. And and like you said, the LPGA mix. It's a good event. Good event. Good job. Cordis, Mike's, Tom Kim. Mike's. Tom, hey, yeah. Get it all. <laughs> get the Cordis involved. Uh, that would be incredible. Yeah, for sure. TV. Oh, they're going to be involved. Yeah. TV, cameras, mics. TV. Yeah. Thank Hello, I'm Luke Curdenine, the host of the Golf IQ podcast, and we've got some very exciting news here in Golf Digest land. 
It's a new newsletter available exclusively to Golf Digest Plus members, and it'll land in your inbox once a week. It's the greatest newsletter in all the land here at Golf Digest, but I admit there is an upstart rival in the ranks, and it goes by the name of the Low Net Newsletter with Sam Wyman, who's here right now. Sam, what's the lowdown on your newsletter? Well, my newsletter, Luke, is the reason that you are competing for second place at best. My newsletter, as you said, is called Low Net. It's geared towards golfers like myself, who are very much in the middle of the pack at your course or your club. It's a, a game I live and breathe, and, and I'm obsessed with getting better. No, in all seriousness, it's a great read. It's full of not just really interesting and helpful stuff, but really relatable stuff from the man who probably loves golf the most of anybody here at Golf Digest. So head over to golfdigest.com forward slash plus. Sign up and start enjoying both of these awesome newsletters each and every week. Um, all right, let's talk about some other golf. Obviously, the big story of the week was Jake Knapp. Did you guys hit on him? I CP, I saw one tweet. Okay. Right. We're the only ones, I guess. I think you okay. were either Team Pendy or Team Nap last week. I was on Team Neither, but a lot of people were a lot of people did nap, have... nap, nap, nap. And I was just like, nah, I don't think I think it's too soon. And wasn't that your Smiley. tweet? CP was uh, Smiley. Shout yes. out Smiley. Smiley predicted it. Uh, uh, Really Wasn't that your? He, he called called him for rookie of the year back in January. I saw that really on his pod. Yeah. So yeah. wasn't that your tweet, CP, earlier in the week? You're like, yeah, I'm out on Jake Knapp, thirty five to one week. Didn't you say that? No, that was Patrick Rogers. Oh, Patty Rogers. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, it, it's crazy. As bi- so, I was looking into this. The guy, a, a Wikipedia page popped up for him on Saturday night when he had the lead after he shot the 28 on the front nine. He also, what, what round was it? He hit, he went driver off the deck and hit the, the flag stick. I mean, the oh, guy, I, see that. I mean, it's pretty sick. But anyway, he had fewer than a thousand Twitter followers going into the week. He's, I just looked, he's like got 5,000. And obviously we know the story got beaten to death, but it's still amazing. He was working as, you know, the nightclub bouncer at night. He was still playing golf during the day. He was funding his golf, but he had honestly, no- it sounded like an amazing schedule. If you ask me, exactly. An amazing <laughs> schedule. And, and, and so he had all these cool stories going, but all that being said at 35 to one, he's that's by crazy. far the biggest favorite to win this year. Now, obviously that's a product <laughs> of the field at the Mexico open. It was, it was terrible, but Still, it's just kind of wild that even this guy, it was only his ninth career tour start at age 29. He's he was 35 to one. I mean, he was almost one of the favorites. And and like, like you said, a lot of the golf betting community seemed like they were all over. Well, someone picked him in our the Mayo pick him. Pat Mayo did, yep. Yeah. Gave us our, uh, our first win in the golf digest betting column. Oh, go to golfdigest.com, check out your your uh picks for the week. Um that's yeah, good. Pretty- we don't have to start the first paragraph with we're getting closer. <laughs> we had been very Thank close. You, and obviously, we've nailed a, a bunch of outrights. And we get hot, yep. typically. Like, we'll go back to back to back. So people need to go and, and check out our uh, Cognizant Please. Classic picks yeah. for sure. It would be the start of a heater cooking here with Jake Knapp. But, yeah, yeah I mean, guys, like. Wildly it's... impressed with this. this Myers, you know. Yeah. I mean, so does Steve. How many times do we have a guy who has a 36-hole lead and starts yeah. Saturday bogey bogey. This yeah. guy, this kid just what, what was it? Seven under, seven under. Yeah, it was like yeah. I was like, well, I, one time I would love to have a guy who starts like that on yeah. Saturday or Sunday. So, yeah. kudos but, to the the net people. But on Sunday, the four shot lead. Yeah, 
gone almost instantly. Dude, and yeah, that is true. He only hit two fairways, and those are the widest fairways, like on the PGA Tour. So the fact his tee shots were that offline, and he still held it together. I mean, no one really caught him. Was the other thing? Um, You know, maybe if if the field was a little stronger and you know there were better players basically less doubles for the week maybe oh yeah you were on champ you were feeling jaeger too i I had jaeger jaeger oh you had a great week another great it does nothing if you didn't stop five each week classic jaeger week exactly Uh, no but uh yeah uh, he you're right though other than the sunday shaky a little he then bounced back after that wasn't hitting the fairways, but yeah, didn't make a bogey after he bogeyed two of the first three and then didn't make a bogey the rest of the day. Again, it's an easy course for them, but he did right the ship. And like you said, CP to just take charge on Saturday with the 28, when you already have the lead was, was super impressive. Um, so um, shout out by the way, to the guy, uh, I don't know his name, but the Twitter handle, and I did that post. I was kind of following that Tom and Marty's it's like a bar. Oh, he's great. He's like a bartender, right? He's amazing. First of all, his his tweets are great. He he, he has great yeah, he's good. and everything. He's obviously a huge golf fan. But if people don't know what happened, he put out this thing. I'll bet $5 for every like I get on Carl Yuan. And he got like 1,300 likes. Or, well, I can't do the math. Anyway, he bet $6,500 on Carl Yuan. And, I, and I, this week he's back to making a hundred and forty dollar bet on Keith Mitchell because he wants to win back the sixty five hundred dollars. That would that would come out to, to mm. hundred. But like he had to go drive all over upstate New York to place all these bets because yeah. of limits and all his different accounts. He was maxed out everywhere. He was driving. He was waiting for like these casinos to like open up so he could put another couple hundred on Carl Yuan. And Carl Yuan went six hundred in the second round. He was, was in the like, mix. He was in the mix. Yep. The week. Oh, I live. Yeah, I live bet him because I was like, yeah, I'm not yeah, exactly. For the vibes. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to bet Keith Mitchell for sure. A hundred percent. I was good already. I mean, the best was the whole the whole bar. Yeah, he had the whole, the whole bar. bar into it. Yeah. The best was the Yankees jersey that said yes. "New You On." Uh, <laughs> new You On. New On. I mean, it was just amazing. Yeah, the bar like screaming, chanting for Carl You On. Again, grow the game, man. I mean, good for this guy. He's There's doing plenty of ways to grow the game. Yeah. So shout out to uh, to Tom and Marty's if you're in the Binghamton, I think it is area. Give, wow, give it a look. Um, free ads, no free ads, no free ads. Um, and it was a cool story. So, uh, but he didn't have Jake Knapp, unfortunately, like Pat Mayo did, and and we didn't either. My bet was who was I on? Was it Pendy? Oh, uh, someone. Davis else. Thompson. Oh, Davis Thompson. Yeah, and he did. He did absolutely. He also, you know. A hot Saturday, but then he was eight shots back going into yeah. Sunday. So he he might be the new Patty Raj. Yeah, yeah. Uh, might be. The other the other story because I know we talked about this offline. The Ugandan Ronald <laughs> Rugamayo. I mean, legendary. I'm sorry, that was legendary. And by the way, the dude made an ace in that tournament last year. He made a hole-in-one in the Magical Kenya Open. So this guy is a player. It was his third time playing. If people didn't see it, there's one angle in particular. It's amazing. The place going crazy. Um, he makes a birdie on his final hole in the second round to make the cut on the number. The first golfer from Uganda. And I, I mean, I couldn't, you couldn't, I mean, I know it's in Africa, but geez, I mean, it's an amazing story. 
first golfer from Uganda to make a cut on the DP World Tour. So shout out to him. He's 31 years old. Got a nice swing. Um, anyway, that was an amazing story as well. Uh, but of course, the story that's going to dwarf everything, at least for the next couple of days, is the return of Anthony Kim. And guys, I don't know what it is. I know it's probably because it's Liv or it's Liv Jetta. Um, I, I, I felt like I would be a lot more excited about this return because obviously I was a big. If it was if it was in America or at a reasonable hour, yeah, well, yeah, it would be tough to watch. have him come back at one of the. He it's was just, they were just at Vegas, like live Vegas. All time fumble. All time fumble. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just want him in Saudi Arabia. Is that where Jetta is? I don't even know. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that gives Saudi a little yeah. cachet. This is where, although I'm just I think they here. I don't, I have no, no, idea no, no. Why. I think that's a great thing. And, and other people were like, why wouldn't he play some other tournaments? He, that's not what it's about. They're paying him a boatload of money, obviously more than whatever this rumored insurance policy is. The whole thing is the mystery around him. Even in the promo, they don't even really show him. They want people to see as little of Anthony Kim as possible until we tease it up in a live event. But to your point, why is it in Jeddah? Why is it in the US? Why is it going to be a crazy time? But they're paying him so much money. They don't want to see him shooting 76s at some mini tour event, and then nobody's going to care. So, um, I, 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 but I'm not, I don't know. Are you excited at all about it? I'm, I just I, want him. Yeah, yeah for sure. I want to see if it's him, not the body double situation. We know that's a <laughs> thing that. Conspiracy! Put <laughs> on that tin hat. Clone season. Yeah. Clone Attack season. of the clones. Anthony clone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't, I don't put pe- anything past our, uh, our country and government at the moment. So. Uh, but no, I'm excited. I mean, the div- the divot pattern, I actually that video today, it, yeah. it brought me back to I was at the open at Beth Page in 09, one of the practice rounds, and watched him on the range for about an hour. It's and the divot pattern looks exactly the same as it did in 2009. He's an so it's him. So you identified him by the divot pattern. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Dispelling all the, <laughs> the conspiracies. Good smooth work there. Wow, an hour on the range that was that his longest range session of his life. That might have been actually. That's a lot of time. <laughs> no, appar- apparently, early on in his career, he didn't work at all. We all know about the partying and everything else. At some point, though, through Tiger or whatever, he did work harder. Where Tiger, like, finally, like, gave him some respect. So he must have. He obviously must work pretty hard. Obviously, the injuries caught up to him. Um, I know I've said it. I was at the Masters in '09 when he made the 11 birdies. Insane. Playing a group behind yeah. Tiger. Um, so we know how talented he is. Uh, but um, again, he's 38. It's been 12 years. It's been, I think, 14 years since his last win. Uh, ah, 150 to one. You're not, you're not getting there this week. Is that what he is? Is that yeah. what he is? 150 the same odds as like Graham McDowell and I think like oh, no, that's such such disrespect to those guys. Such <laughs> that disrespect. Is. That's sick. Yeah. I think it's I just a- put him in the grind as a million to one. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, a million to one or something like that, but 150 to one. Because they know that the, the hype is real and people yeah. are going to want to bet people on it. They're going to bet it. They're going to, you know, the sports books are going to collect like they always do. 
Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I'm pumped about it. I think people okay, you are. are. Okay, good. I don't want to, because... I don't want to be cold water beer here throwing up. No. I want like, to You know, it's, it's two different things as our guy, Sammy loves to say, like we were sort of robbed of this character in golf, Yes. you know, who was at the peak of his career, got hurt, had a bad last season. I get that, but he was a lot of people's favorite golfer because you know he was anti-establishment he was you know not conforming with the rest of what you know professional golf looked like and we were sort of robbed of like a you know a conclusion of that career and now at least we get to see him again and that in and of itself is pretty cool you know i think most people realize that conclusion is not going to likely end pretty well um you know he's probably going to shoot a couple 74s and yeah, and that's that's sort of it. He'll go into the abyss, and the thirty for thirty one day is going to be incredible. But yeah, let us let us see him play golf again. It's going to be. Amazed, I'm amazed. Cool. Thirty for thirty hasn't happened yet. They they're handing those thing out <laughs> things out like hotcakes these days. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a documentary crew following him this week. There's a Jake Rapp you... thirty for thirty coming next week. <laughs> Nightclub bouncer. <laughs> what if I told you? Um, <laughs> Dude, I'm glad you brought that up. This is so random. We'll get we'll get back to it. The, the I finally watched it. It popped up on the screen. The uh, the Johnny Manziel doc. Oh, so good. And Michelle goes, Yeah, I, I want to watch it. Loved it. Yeah, Loved I got my got my wife to watch. It. I was like, I promise you, just if you just sit through it, you will enjoy it. There's plenty of entertainment there. And it was like the perfect length. I think it was like an hour, yeah. ten minutes. It wasn't too long. I mean, I wish they, I wish they, it seems like he does really like nothing now, um, except play golf, which I don't it's know. It's still how. one of those I wish, like, I think could have waited a little longer. I think it would be yeah. better if, like, a 45 year old who yes. actually, yes, has really thought about how he fucked up his career, like, yeah, you know, you go through the midlife crisis. I think it would have been really good. Uh, but I still, obviously, yeah. Well, anyway, I haven't watched the Shannon Sharp interview yet. No, I, I just saw the, the I saw that clip, but but that he talks about that in the documentary. Yeah, right. He said you lost forty pounds. Um. Anyway, it's actually a decent segue, Steve, because Kim <laughs> is kind of like Manzel. I mean, right? I mean, he was kind of like yeah, Leon, and then he was gone, yeah. and that sure. was it. And like you know, actually, I actually look back at Manzel. He had like a seventy nine quarterback rating it wasn't like he was the worst quarterback in the league i mean won a couple of games yeah like he wasn't i think he had first career like seven tds and seven picks it's not saying it's not like he was the uh nathan peterman you know yeah, he but wasn't tim couch with all the extra baggage that he had and like the fact that he literally did no studying no game you know whereas like kim got to a point where he was working hard and he did see some gains but then the injuries got him but it is kind of, they both were kind of these phenomenons for like a short while. Obviously, I mean, Johnny football is another level of phenomenon. I mean, it was just, wow. That was crazy. Cover of Golf Digest, Johnny Johnny Football. <laughs> Cover of Golf Look Digest. That. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Um, I had one of the head covers, Cleveland Brown. <laughs> oh, I just played with uh, Ryan Baroff. His, he's got an entire Cleveland Browns golf bag. Oh, really? Cleveland Browns head covers. Yeah. We were actually just talking about Johnny Menzel. Wow, there you go. Johnny football. Um, okay, next thing we want to talk about uh, before we get into some picks, obviously, is the uh, the Taylor Gooch comments today. Now, there were a couple things here, right? There was, he said, well, he, he said something about, he's pissed about not getting to the Masters, which honestly. I get, 
don't blame him. I don't blame him. I I, I get it because now, um, you know, because what's it called? Joaquin Neiman got in, but they clearly made it like he got in for things other than live. But he's international, obviously. But, well, right. right. But Louis Oosthuizen and Dean Burmester both won twice in the fall on DP World Tour and they didn't get in. And Louis Oosthuizen almost won the freaking thing, as we <laughs> all know. So to me, that's more stunning. But anyway, I get why Taylor Rich is pissed about that. Um, the, the the interview with Bryson where he was bitching and moaning was ridiculous. But Taylor Gooch being pissed about having the Masters, I get it. But I didn't even bother watching that Bryson one. I can't. I, I mean, he just seems like he's he just, doesn't know where his sentences are going. Yeah, he's, he's just making stuff up. <laughs> he's just making stuff up. But he's like, we did everything they asked. No, you didn't. What are you talking <laughs> about? I mean, you could say that the world golf ranking this that we've talked about before, but you can't say that you did everything they asked. That's just all right. Anyway, Taylor Gooch said. If it's going to get to a point with the majors, and we've all kind of said this, that if enough guys aren't there, there might be asterisks on it. And he said, if Rory wins the Grand Slam this year, there could be an asterisk. I'm jealous he came up with that before me. I'll say that. <laughs> it's a great, great take to just ignite the people. So CP would come up with that exact. Take. Yeah, uh, tip of the cap, Taylor. Tip of the cap. Yeah. I but look, I mean, we joke, but like he does have a point. Tiny, a tiny. I mean, yeah. Rom's going to be there. Cam Smith's going to be there. DJ, no, no, no. Um, but Brooks okay. is going to. I mean, it's Patrick Reed. It, it, it just it it comes off like because I'm Taylor Gooch, I'm not there. There's an asterisk. I know he's including other players too, right. but no. Um, I think you said it perfectly, Myers. Like we're going to get to a point where that's yeah. the case, where these majors might have an asterisk, but. We're definitely not there yet, and we're not there with the Masters because a lot of these past champions are living. Right, right. And, you know, they're, they're some of the best players that Liv has to offer. So, yeah, Taylor Gooch could have finished T-17 this year. Cool. Would there have been an asterisk if if he's – there There shouldn't be an asterisk because he's not there. He wasn't going to win the Masters. Taylor Gooch was not going to win the Masters. Let me say it again for the people. Oh. Taylor Gooch was not going to win the Masters. I mean, I would love to see if – he could, and it would be lit if he had like the first round lead or something for sure. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I guess I don't disagree. With he you won well. three times like <laughs> ten months ago. It like if this was in November and December, I would be pretty pissed. Like it, it was BS that he didn't get into the U.S. Open. I totally get that. Right, right, right. He yeah. should have. He did finish runner up in the the first or second event this year. But you're right. His three wins are now all a little bit of it. There's a little bit of distance between. Yeah. Three years. I, I no, your point about the the guy the past masters champions who are live guys, even Rom came out and said that he probably wouldn't have, although who knows, but he says he probably wouldn't have done it had he not won the masters. Yeah, and I believe it. Cam Smith has said the same thing. Had he not won the open, I mean it's why he waited till he won a major, and that didn't get him obviously into the masters for life, but it got him into the open for life. It got him into these other ones for five or 10 years, whatever, yep. just different, different rules. But so, right. DJ won the masters right before a lot. Brooks won the PGA last year. So like, even if his eligibility was starting to go down, you know, after he's now in basically everything for at least five years with the masters. Yep. So all the big names, you're right. But there was a little bit of a danger at some point, um, with if there were guys who didn't win majors, uh, that that you would have enough of those guys. Not in there. I'm not talking about like yeah, obviously like Westwood and Paul. I mean those guys are done anyway. 
But yeah, right now you're right. There's not, it's not that way. And clearly the masters or some of these other events are willing to, you know, take some of these guys in if there is a, a you know, something glaring, like a glaring void uh, with one of these guys. So we'll see. You're right, Steve. I feel like if Taylor Gooch won three live events in a row, they might change their tune. Like yeah, the, I think so. He could force their hand a little more. Um, and yeah, like Mito Pereira should have won the PGA and, you Ooh. know, sort of yeah. took it from, or JT took it from him. Yeah. And um, yeah, could he contend it? Augusta? Sure. But Taylor Gooch has not ever contended in a major. So yeah. how could, like, so anyway, I'm done. Also, also you, you could also say to everybody, Rory McIlroy is not winning the Grand Slam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like that. he could win the Masters. He could complete the Grand Slam, I guess, the career. But I think Taylor Gooch was talking about winning them all. Um, by the way, Rory, how much would he have liked to have that 120-yard wedge shot on uh, what was the part three? At LACC, 13th hole. Yeah. Dumped oh it in the bunker like a dog. Just give him some lights. And, oh, uh, that was so brutal. Yeah. Like a dog. Like a dog. Like a dog. And then he whiffed that one uh, chip shot, too. I was reminded of that. I saw that clip recently. Not the final round, but at LACC. Oh, I didn't. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I just remember, obviously, he had to hit a somehow he had a bad drive there. He had the layup. And then from laying up to going in that bunker, and he even got that ridiculous drop, and he still yep. make the par save, and he loses by one to DC. And when DC put it on in two, had an easy, easy birdie. Anyway, all right. Uh, okay, we talked about everything. I think let's um, let's talk a little Cognizant Classic, aka the old Honda Classic, aka uh, hosted by PGA National still the Bear Trap. Uh, so it's a course that uh, fans are familiar with. Um, have you guys looked at the lines? Any any early leans here? Um, what's going- well, I mean- CP just played golf with two of the you know sharpest guys oh, in go. the Palm Beaches, um, and they've you know these are guys who have hit six figures in in golf. So I'm curious, wow. CP. I'm sure you asked them who they like this week. I did. I heard the name Cam Young from one mm. of them. Mm. Um, mm. Obviously, Eric Cole. Yeah. Uh, the problem is the, the these guys are like they're they're DFS first, so they're talking about pricing and yeah. who's owned and all that. And I'm just like, who's going to win the tournament? <laughs> that's just not how they. That's not how they talk. So, um, but yeah, th- those are the two of the names I heard. Sep Straka was a name that um, Ryan Baroff sounded like he really liked. Uh, Luke List was another name, and I'm I'm a Luke List guy, so that's going to be tough to lay off of. And then it seems was, like this is a Adam Svensson, like yeah, everyone. I did not hear Spencer. the name Svensson. No, because I do, that's Idoni's no. guy. Yeah, he did not mention him. They yeah. were talking about um, Camilo. Idoni sounds like he likes Camilo. Again, this is first DFS. round leader. This is like low five thousand yeah. right, dollar type, right, right, type right. guys they're talking about. Uh, right. Obviously, Baroff and I were talking about Gary Woodland, who's down here at one hundred and ten to one. It looks like. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of where, where they were leaning. It sounded like I, this it's gross. He's coming off a miscut at Riviera, but Matt Fitzpatrick, if, if the wind gets going, it's super hard golf course. Um, he's here at 25 to one. The problem is he's just has not had a really, uh, well, he played okay at Phoenix, uh, top 20, but, uh, really bad week at Riviera. Of course you'd think would suit him, but, uh, 
But yeah, I don't know. I'm not in love with with anyone this week. This is a tough one with Rory at low single digits, and then a a major jump to to our boy Cameron Young, who uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stop. I don't know if I can do it, guys. Yeah, I'm not sure. He won some big tournament here back, like when he was a amateur. Oh, I, and he I don't played well here last year. Yeah. yeah. So. Everything's coming up Deeks right now. Everything's. Mm. I wanted to talk about the court. Yeah, what you guys yes, thought please. about that actually? Yeah, but anyway, we'll, we'll we'll save that for after. Wake the nation. Wake the nation. Um. Yeah, Cam. It's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough for me. Um. Well, tell us about your golf game today, CP. And, and you've. How'd you play? You've been having these tips with, with Patty, mm-hmm. Patty H who is a former winner of this event. Oh, that's true. He is. He'll, he'll, he's playing. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. I think coming oh, off sure in, uh, in Mexico. Um, he, I'm going to find him. I must be way down here. 400 to one. Patty oh my God. Let's along with Patrick Fishburne. 20. Ha- Patty is 400 to one. Top 20 is nice. I mean, kind of, kind of crazy that Kisner is the, the, down with Robert Garrigus, huh? On a Bermuda yes. course, disrespectful. Yeah, that's tough. Everywhere, I'm sure it's there's there's a reason for that though. Yeah, but so no, you weren't. It wasn't uh, magic in your first. Uh, the front nine felt a little magical for a bit. Um, I mean, it was perfect. Low sixty degrees out. Had a hoodie on. Perfect Florida weather. No wind. Rub it uh, in. Was yeah. hitting. I know. I hate that I have to go home this uh, tonight. Although it sounds like it's gonna be warm at home this week. It's warm today. I'm in the office. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's nice, but it's it. There's about to be a stretch of like two consecutive weeks of rain. Like awesome. Yeah. Back to normal. Like Wednesday night, it's gonna get shitty. So actually, it's good you're coming back. You probably would have actually no, it's not. You probably would have been. I don't you stay away. Probably oh, yeah. would have been delayed for. Yeah. Knows. Yeah. Just stay on there. I don't, I, the I, bucket I, the, hat is dope, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Very I mean, you got it when the sun's out in Florida. Very classy. That's a good excuse. Is that a hotless um, one? Hotless. Damn, that is nice. It's like an. No, I gotta start. I gotta start buying more. I know. I want to get one there. Oh, um, I yeah. I got go. one last year. I'll definitely get another one. But uh, but yeah, I, my iron game is like feels back to normal, which is strange. Um, you guys saw me over the summer. You know, 150 yards out. I'm. Um, I was deciding between five and six this summer. That's, crazy. That's not not yeah. an exaggeration. Crazy. And now the last few rounds I've played, I've been hitting eight iron, one fifty, which obviously wow. is like, you know, I could ascend to heaven. But then something still, I don't know. I don't know if the dude at the hot list fucked with my driver. Ooh, but it's just so spinny. And even when I, even when I do what Patty told me, and and I kind of turn it right to left, it still doesn't go that far it doesn't help i said to steve for the show everyone we play with hits the ball 300 yards except for me i i i don't understand it it is amazing off, how many people hit the ball that far Barrow off is like 305 yards like consistently moving it Are i don't speak? need yeah, no problem into the wind like what? wind cheaters hitting draws do these guys just play golf like all i, I, I mean you Barrow. live in florida you could play yeah. golf any day you want I don't. don't He crushes the ball. He does. He crushes it. It's just. It's weird. It's weird to get my distances back with my irons, but not with the driver. So Mm. we still got some. Still got some work to do. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else? Steve. Any other plays here? Yeah. Eric Cole. I can't miss out on. Um. Because I've been sort. I've hopped back on the bandwagon, and this is the place to. 
try him one more time i think uh keith mitchell i'll follow you on and then svenson for sure um i feel like like people are not giving matthew pavan credit like yeah my buddy matt no like he's a big pavan guy there's not masters odds on pavan like he's in the masters they like come on there's odds on guys who are corn fairy players like it's crazy so I think 50 to one at a really tough course, Pavon, like that makes some sense too, but yeah, he likes the tough course. And this is, this is like a Tory where like an eight under can win. You yeah, know? Right? exactly. Yeah. Uh, and quick shout out. You could bet on live now. I'm in the office. I think this is like the first week that like oh, really? you could bet live. Um, have you noticed live odds Myers in New York? I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Live Judah. Oh yeah, Jetta, Jetta. It's definitely, but I haven't noticed it before. Oh, before this week, yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't think I had either. Actually, at least so, on DraftKings. I mean, I, I, I guess I didn't check. I mean, I'm on DraftKings, FanDuel, and Caesars, so I don't know. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but you know, credit to where it's due with Live, and you know, getting them getting legal in in New York, one of the major. That's a like, big step. That's it's a big thing. Not legal in New Jersey. I checked yesterday, um, yeah. but New York's a big one. So, yeah, Taylor Gooch, fourteen to one. Uh, Rom, Motivation. big favorite. Yeah, uh, back up your talk with with your golf, Taylor, and then I, you know th- we'll we'll listen. I mean, Anthony Kim at one fifty is insane. He's ahead insane. of like all these guys. Like even even Phil Mickelson is three hundred. Like. Like, can you bet on Phil Mickelson instead of Anthony Kim? I mean, double the odds. Yeah, double the odds. That's insane. Yeah. I finished second at the Masters last year. Good lord, what happened to Danny Lee? Five hundred to one. <laughs> Rough. Wow. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, quick shout out to Wake the Deeks, Wake the Nation, beating Duke, biggest win in like I don't even know over a decade for sure. Yeah. Then of course it gets tarnished with the storm in the court, and the guy in Duke gets hurt. I put in hurt. hurt. I mean, give me a break. He also tried to trip the guy. Um, why did balloons just? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking, about Duke, talking about a Duke player getting hurt and Myers so gets balloons and it's that's a look inside my brain when someone from Duke is getting hurt and seeing John Shire run onto the court like his yeah. child just got like trampled yeah. at Kent State. I mean, like, unbelievable. Get, get off the court, man. Like, you know that they're coming. You know it's coming. They, it doesn't all, take they, a lot to hustle off. They were up four with 1.8 seconds left. And for some idiotic reason, Duke called a timeout. I mean, the game's over. So you had all that time, a commercial break. You know the the crowd's going to storm the court. They had so much time. And then he's like in the middle of the court. And he, I'm sorry, he stuck his leg out. I get it. I would be frustrated too. You lose a game and like a fan is running at you and you're like what get out you lose a game that you you fucking turn the ball over on, on a pass right in your hands right he dropped exactly he dropped the ball out of bounds on the big play exactly so he was pissed off at that and he stuck out his big goofy leg <laughs> and he got and he got hurt so if wake ruins it for everybody i apologize but it wasn't all wake's fault uh, as i said you know whether or not you believe he initiated the contact he could have done a lot different to get off the yes. court and you know, then he, he got hurt because he didn't get off the court. So, you know, and now people are saying arrest these kids who storm the court. That's that's quite the bananas take. It's crazy, man. Yeah. I remember when we stormed, I know I said it, my, my friend lost a shoe, but the, oh, the other thing I remember is we walked over to like 
Brad Doherty and we're like, hey, what's up? Like, <laughs> we, we were such losers. Like, like it, the fact that they think like these kids are coming on and are going to like hurt like some big athletes. It's like, it's absurd. I mean, I mean, would we taunt someone? Yeah, I mean, of course. But uh, nothing wrong with some taunting. Yeah, it happens. It happens everywhere. Um, I was just glad the announcers came on. And they were like, this is one of the best atmospheres you'll see all weekend. And my buddies yeah. and I are at the Joel, like this, they said it was the first sellout in like 10 years. But usually when there's a sellout, it's Duke or UNC. And at least half the crowd is Duke or UNC. Because yeah. Wake is only 4,000 kids and it's 15,000 arena. It's it's awful. Jeez. So it's like just there's no home court there. But but it's, it. I mean, wow, it was crazy. Like it was actually like black and gold, like throughout the same. Anyway, big win for my Deeks. I'm feeling good. How about Kentucky? Shout out Kentucky. Just trounce. I know. That was a beautiful sight. Uh, yeah, watch a second nice of the yeah. Didn't tip. watch a second of the first half. Check the score and same. They, were, they had a 60 point first half. That's that's the same. Yep. Very yep. An ex- another explosive team. Like the Deeks, the, the Wildcats and the Deeks, two of the best offenses out and there. And the Hall. Well, Hall, I wouldn't call the Hall explosive offense. Play, yeah. But uh, by the, the way, in the tournament. Up. By yeah. the way, Joe, this Joe Lunardi stuff. And I know he does a great job. I don't want to like knock him, but he keeps having Wake as the first team out. Now they're, I think, the, the last team in because they beat Duke. Ken Pomeroy, who, sorry, I think he does a little better job, or <laughs> has Wake as 19 in the country. Wow. How the hell are they not in the field? I mean, they should be a five seed. Like, and he has an tournament on the bubble. Like, come on, man. It, it, it's a good team. So if Wake does yeah, I don't know. Like, it's up. the same with Seton Hall. I mean, they've beaten UConn. They have wins over UConn and Marquette. They're the third best team in the Big East. And every bracketology thing is like last four in Seton Hall. I'm like, what what, yeah. what do you have to do to get into the? I thought I, it was I, like easy to get into the tournament now. I mean, I it's all it different easy. now with these quad one, quad yeah. two, quad three wins. It's like goalpost shifts every year. It's yeah. a bit tough, but and these bigger conferences like literally have like nine teams that are awesome See, and like a bunch of these quad one and quad two wins. So, well, I know, but that's the thing. Like, right? The, and I know the ACC used to get like almost the whole conference, but now like you're only going to give three spots to the ACC. I mean, I know like it's a little yeah. down. But come on, I've watched a lot of Virginia basketball this year. Well, they and, play uh, an ugly brand of ball. Like that's it's it's different. beyond they that. A, they won a national title. Just to oh, I know they they were very good in the past, just not this year. Not this year. Okay, fair enough. Well, Wake split with them. Wake should have beat them the second time. Hideous game, but anyway. Um, all right, good times. Thanks as always to our producer, Greg Gottfried. And um, oh, I, oh shit. now do we have a we have a guest producer this week? What's going on? Come on, shout out Lillian Northrup, our, uh, our Lillian spring Northrup. intern, putting this together for us. So okay. she's gonna have to fix all the bad stuff we said and yeah. probably fix the top where you missed I missing. I can't believe she had to sit through this. Yeah. Kudos to her. Yeah. Sorry, Greg just, Sorry Lillian. Just getting so lazy though. Just pawning <laughs> stuff off. A good thing about an internship is seeing what you don't want to do. Yeah, so that's, that's why right. we had her produce the loop. So. Right. Right. Well, and, and we are going to keep Greg busy because we're going to have a special pod next Wednesday, the day of um, Netflix is full, uh, full swings episode, uh, series two, season two dropping. We will have a podcast. Mm. It is going to be a hell of a podcast. I'm just going to say that we have many guests, I'm marquee gonna, guests, marquee guests. And I guess like we're, radio row on Super Bowl Sun on Super Bowl. Right. Really is. We'll, so. get, we'll get to tease it again. I guess we'll do the pod, the normal pod on Monday. We got it. We got potentially another great guest coming up too. So mm. I don't 
tease too much. I'm like, I'm like Liv teasing the Anthony Kim stuff. Um, <laughs> not giving away too much. Anyway, thanks to everybody. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to every great podcast. Check back next week to see who all our guests are. See ya.